Hey, welcome to the Central PA Poor. I am Brett. I am Ben. I'm Dave. And we are missing somebody today, right, Ben? Yes, sir. Shout out to Pops. He's on uh, travel again for some work, but we're thinking about you when we're drinking all this beer. All right. So, yeah, Kevin's, Kevin is he's, not with us, and as you can see... He's thinking about us he's while, th- he's, while he's drinking all that German beer. That's right. He is in Germany. He's so. drinking German beer. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. So... But as you can see, hey, we are in a different location. We are on site today, and we have two special gentlemen sitting to my left. And I'm going to let them talk about where we're at and who they are. So I'm Sebastian. We are at DJ's Beverage, um, one of the largest craft beer stores in York County. Uh, this is Doug. I'm Doug. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't even have to talk. Yeah, I'll introduce you. you know, my so, right-hand man. So. Your right-hand man. So we... As he said, we are at DJ's Beverage here in York. So where can they find DJ's Beverage? So we are on 1785 Rodney Road, York, Pennsylvania, 17408. All right. Anywhere else? I mean, you guys on social, website? We are on Instagram, Untapped, and Facebook. And Facebook. We update every day. Every day. I, I know I have you on my Untapped, and it does populate quite a bit. Yes. So about ten to twenty new beers a day, pretty a much. Day. <laughs> and we're gonna get in we're gonna get into that. Um it's kind of one of the reasons I, I wanted to come here and interview these guys because I've been in here quite a bit, uh spent quite a bit of money. But this is a great place if you are looking for craft beer or any beer, even ciders and stuff like that, they have it all. So come out here and make sure you check DJ's beverage out. I got to remember that. <laughs> We're not in Westgate Plaza anymore. Not on the Westgate, so no. much better facility, a bigger location. Uh, so you got to check them out. But so speaking of Ben, where can they find us? Because sometimes I start to wonder if anybody is finding us. Yeah, we got some people coming along here, but uh, you can find us at Central PA Poor, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Please sub to the channel. That's how we're going to grow this thing. Also, centralpapoor at gmail.com. All of our episode descriptions and social media bios, you'll find a link tree. In that link tree, we'll have things like a guest form. Our latest episode video will be embedded in that link tree. So go ahead, check us out. Give us a like, share, all that fun stuff. All right, yeah. So check us out. Email us if you're something you guys want us to go check out or you found a beer, hey, you guys need to try it or you don't agree with the way we score our beers? Let us know. Give us, get us in touch. Get in touch with us. So, speaking of DJ's beverage, um, I've got to know you guys a little bit from coming in here, and also your grandfather coming into my shop. Um, so, tell us a little bit about what DJ's beverage is mainly focused on. Because when I started getting down this craft beer path. This was one of the places I had to come because you guys have quite a selection. So give us a little history about DJ's Beverage and how it came about and how you got into this rather than just your typical beer distributor. So my grandpa founded DJ's in 1996. Um, Since day one, he's been about craft beer, um, Sierra Nevada, Trogues, Appalachian, all the guys that really kind of started it for everyone. Um, throughout the years, um, laws changed. Um, you could sell 12 packs. And then what was it? 
2000, what was it, 2007, February yeah. 2017. Yeah, we were allowed to sell six packs and singles, and that's really when it took off for us. That's when it took off. Yeah, we were uh, day one, singles, six packs, anything we could sell, we sold it. Um, and, you know, it kind of just took off from there. Wow. I mean, we really pride ourselves in it. We research it. We love to talk about it to the customers. It's just, you know, something that really makes the job fun. It's not even really a job at that point. We're just, you know, talking to customers. You're you're having fun at the job. Yeah. And it's not a job. It really isn't. Um, So, I mean, the craft beer, we've talked about this several times. It's, It's a community. It is not just drinking beer. It is a community out there. And I remember coming in here and asking you guys, hey, I'm looking for this. You guys knew exactly what to to meant to recommend and where to found it because how did you guys do you guys know the beers you bring in? I mean, whether we try it, research it, um I mean, I mean that's the thing is if Sab gets something new and I mean, it's it's one of those things where he always looks it up, it's always looked up or it's you know, like do you guys know about this? You know, we all talk about it. So I mean, in reality, everything kind of is full circle for all of us. I mean, he'll talk to his brother, Taylor, talk to me. We all, you know, look up stuff and then, like, send each other stuff all the time. It's a constant communication with us about new beers. And I I think that's what's great about here rather than walking into a typical beer distributor. Mm -hmm. You guys know what you're doing. And you guys have a background in it. And you can recommend something to somebody that, hey, if I'm looking for this style or what's your – you guys have asked me, what do you like? What do you like? We take pride in it. Yeah, it's good. That, that's what really makes us stand out. Yeah. So how did you get into this, Sebastian? And then I'll ask how Doug got into this with you. So off the books, I started here in 2015. I, I was, well, not 2015, 2009. I was 15 years old. 15. I looked like I was 18. So I stocked the shelf, stocked the cooler, uh, ran the register, and that was about it. Am I editing that part out? No, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Um, I just technically, Sebastian? Yeah, yeah, technically just needed a job, all that fun stuff. Um, and then when I turned 21, my grandpa gave me, um, 5% of the business wow. for my birthday. Uh, he knew that I, I had passion in it. He could see it. Um, I wanted to grow the business. So, um, from 21 on, I just grew the pride. Um, I started to love craft beer when I could drink. Drink. Legally. Legally Legally drink. Um, And uh, all of that stuff. I just, I found a passion for it, and I wanted to grow the business and make DJs what it is. Is that what you wanted to do? or Because most teenagers have no clue exactly what they want to do, or is it kind of family business? And So, funny thing is, you being in the car business, I went to Votech Adult Education to work on cars. Um, Got my license to um, do inspections, emissions, all of that stuff. I left DJs for about three, four months, found out it was more of a hobby than a job for me. I uh, came back here and just, for some reason, it just clicked. Clicked. Yeah, it did. I knew this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. It wasn't a job. It was a passion for me. I, I, can, I, can, I can sense that right off the bat, that this is a passion for you. So, you know, we know how, to, how did Doug come into this? <laughs> Crazy enough. <laughs> I had just moved to York. Not too long um, before we had gone to six packs and singles. It was what 2015, maybe. Yeah. And um, and I, 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 you know, it was Christmas time, and I was just like, maybe I could find a little part-time job around the area because I was working in Baltimore at the time, 
And, and I was like, something close to home would be nice. And I stopped over one day to the store and he grabbed some beer and started talking to his grandfather. And he, he was like, ah, well, we don't have any job openings right now. A few months later, I stopped back in and there was a, an opening on the door. So I stopped back in. It was his grandfather, Jack, again. Talked to him. We talked. He, you know, was like, well, here's an application. Bring it back. I went home, filled it out, brought it back immediately. Literally did the interview on the spot. And... He hired me part-time at that point, basically, for, like, my first year. I kind of stayed part-time. I think it was more close to full-time hours <laughs> part-time. But, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so I was basically kind of working two full-time jobs at the time and, and juggling that between driving to Baltimore and coming up here. But when I was working in Baltimore, I was really big into whiskey for a very long time and then kind of stopped drinking whiskey. It was giving me migraines and, and stuff. So I kind of slowly switched over to beer and really got into the craft beer scene. And um, at that point, I was really into stouts and porters. So when I got up here and, and started working for Sab, it was like I was always like stouts, porters, stouts, porters. And he's like, dude, you got to really get into some IPAs and stuff, man. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, I, you're going to like them. I, and I was like, ah, they're always, it's like, I don't want to chew hops, man. But then, like, you know, my, my, my take on that has changed so much over the years. So it's, you know, it's come full circle to the point where, like, stouts and porters, yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll drink them during the winter on occasion, but they're not my not, main, not your main style. Yeah. Yeah, we're going through the same sort of stuff, really. I mean, going on a couple of years now together drinking beer, and it's like everybody's got their own thing, and, and we're all growing, too, you know, just because maybe something's not your cup of tea doesn't mean it's a poor beer. You can still tell it's a quality beverage, so, you know. Yeah, Dave. Dave's Dave loves what we're going to be doing this today. Yeah, love it to death. Yeah. So, <laughs> so speaking of IPAs, this is our Easter episode. So, Hoppy Easter to everybody. So, what we are featuring today are nothing but IPAs, other than our Cheers beer, which is a special beer that Sebastian is so graciously going to let us try. Uh, so, we're featuring three IPAs, and I think we've picked the three breweries from the the pa beer madness from breweries in pa and beer thrillers so ben is there any update on that yeah so the uh, breweries in pa pa beer madness the final four results are in as of yesterday i believe and then we have poor man's brewing company in Ephrata and four score beer company out of gettysburg in the finals for that one so that tournament's been going on for 25 days and they registered just over 420,000 votes. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty damn impressive. It is. And we got two fairly local breweries that ended up this year. Right. Definitely. And then uh, Beer Thrillers, they have Battle of the Breweries tournament going on as well. And if you haven't got a chance to check out their tournament, they got a little uh, WWE-themed regions. We got Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Fair, Flair, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns regions on that one as we get into WrestleMania season. So let's see. In that one, we have Desperate Times from Carlisle, which was just in our last episode. Rough Edges Brewing, Waynesboro. Rubber Soul Brewing Company, Hummelstown. Gearhouse Brewing in Chambersburg. Trogues in Hershey, Mellow Mink in Mechanicsburg. Evergreen in Camp Hill. And actually, I wanted to touch on one of the things that Trogues just went through in their tournament. Uh, a few few weeks ago, I was at Trogues doing the tour of their facilities with one of my good buddies, and they actually, uh, they give out samples throughout the tour. And one of the 
samples that they gave out was a beer collab that they had with Kushwa, Kushwa in Brown. Maryland. And they actually didn't even have a name for it. They just slapped an R&D number on there. And that was a, that was a hell of a beer. That was a nice inside look at that. And, they, and Trogues just knocked off Kushwa in the, last, in the last round of that bracket. Yeah, I think so. you had mentioned that, that that was kind of interesting because they, they were in the same bracket, but they had a collab going on. So speaking of drinking beer, I think we ought to get in our first one. I'm kind of parched. How yes, about you sir. guys? Yeah, I'm thirsty. Dave, which one are we trying first? I think you got this one. No, I got the first one. Yeah. It's, um, it's the one that uh, Ben had mentioned, uh, Poor Man's Brewery in, in Ephrata. And we're going to try their Going Broke IPA. And it has a uh, 7% ABV, and it uh, ranks 60 on the IBV. And um, it says, it, and I'm reading the, uh, the brewer's notes, and it's kind of curious. It's the, Going Broke is an American-style IPA brewed with oats and hopped with citra and mosaic hops. It's so drinkable that it may cause you to go broke. <laughs> That's one thing the craft beer will make you do. <laughs> yes, it will. Yep. Yeah, we're going to use your wallet the next time. People. My wallet. Yeah, your wallet. Well, yeah, because Kevin's not here. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, the deep pockets are in Germany. So it, it's... So we, like we said, follow us on Untapped. Um, you'll see how we rate these. We also uh, we're going to rate them by color, aroma, palate, and mouthfeel, and, and just however overall we like it. So, but don't take our word for it. That's how we personally feel about it. We don't use Untapped as our holy bible. We're just using it mainly for our personal record and looking for new badges. But I don't know. What do you think? These are two of the hops that you see a lot of yeah. on some of these descriptions here. I'm I'm like a three or four on the color chart, but I got a little bit of a citrus aroma out of that. What are you guys thinking? Very light, um, easy drinker. Definitely get the uh, citrusiness to it. It is. It's not overly hoppy. No, it no. isn't. It is, and I can see where they're saying you can drink quite a few of these. But for somebody that's not looking for that overt hazy IPA, somebody that's looking for something that's still clear, still has body, still has that little malty backbone. I mean, that's what it's bringing yeah. to the table. It is. It is a nice clear beer. Um, I, I think it's. You know. I, I'm not much on IPAs, so if I give it a you know a three five or a three seven five, that's pretty high for me. This uh, seems like one that uh, if you were just getting into IBAs, it, IPAs would be a good target. Yeah, so. it's not overly hoppy. the The IBUs are about mid, I'd say, it's compared nice. to something like we're going to get into or a West Coast where it's going to be a lot hoppier, a little bit more pine, grapefruit notes to it. But this doesn't have any. Of that. This is pretty. Yeah, it hasn't. It has over fourteen hundred. Uh, rating on on the uh, on, on tap, yeah, with an average of three point eight two. So if anybody, you know, for people who are following us on 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 tap, you can you can see that over fourteen hundred. Yeah, I can drink. I mean, I could drink that. That's not bad. We're waiting for Dave to give us his uh, his rating. So Dave and Kevin are our two non IPA people. <laughs> Their palates have opened up a little. Yes, they have. They have. Um, Nice rating. I'll give it a 3.8. A 3.8? I think 
Like I'm glad it. we're recording this because that's pretty high for Dave. Oh. That's really high. I was <laughs> I was waiting bad. for the 2.426. <laughs> yeah, we got three more beers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's not bad. It's, it is pretty good. So it I is give, very good. I like it. I give poor man's pretty kudos on that one. My Shout deal with the IPAs are is, is I'll, you know, I'll try one and I'll drink it, but I might not ask for seconds. So, but this is, this is. This Sometimes is nice. they dry your palate out. I mean, I, you know, I mean, that's the thing is when they make you so parched and feel so like I, I need to reach for water now, right. you know, I mean, that's why I, I, we've both gotten into the hazies so much yeah. because they're so juicy and they don't really necessarily take that dryness away from your mouth so much. But then it's good to get back to that classic American or the West Coast style, too. Right. So. Yeah. What did we call them? Right. 90s IPAs? Yeah. That's what we call yeah, them. Right. Yeah. Super bitter, super hoppy. <laughs> uh, palate records. Just one it's of those what palate I think they records. Were going for. Like you were just exactly chewing that. a handful of hops, you yeah. know? Just <laughs> Been there, done that, got the t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you guys carry a, a lot of stuff here, and it's not just. American stuff either. You guys have quite a selection over here, which I know Dave has been in here, and that's where he goes for our beer drinking nights. He'll bring some of the the international stuff. And we were talking about some of the international stuff just before we sat down. What makes that unique? I mean, not a lot of people carry that. I mean, imports. It's you know, it's day one. That's where everything originated. Was over there. Um, IPAs, India Pale Ales. Um, they used hops to keep the beer a little fresher to not taste bad. Um, Germany, Belgium, all of those guys. They they know how things work. They started it all, um, and it's fun to see how all of that has evolved with shipping and everything. How expensive things are, bottles cans breakage all of that and uh it seems like the new thing is shipping a massive beer container over and letting connecticut can it for them why connecticut is that just like the import area uh i think that's where one of the ports are yeah there's there's yeah there's a few of them up in in that northern region yeah. there's a bunch of them around because there's one down in frederick too mm-hmm. so, but yeah you were talking about this one here we got up front um and yeah, and it's a, it's a whole line of them. They, they all do it now. Um, it seems like anything in a 16-ounce can, typically that's shipped from Germany or Belgium or any of those guys, is canned in Connecticut, but brewed overseas. Brewed overseas. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting how they're shipping it over. Um, I noticed there's a huge bottle back there. It's a triple. Mm-hmm. It says, please ask for help. It is a massive Is that bottle. before you drink it, or is that after you drink it? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, that's, that's where all, it all started. It's fun. And I feel like the older I get, the more I appreciate it. Yeah. I know Dave, is, Dave that's his, he'll, that when we have our beer drinking nights, Dave comes in, he, he says, I was at Westgate, and it, usually it's something from that side over there. And I don't venture over there too much because I'm still – moseying through your aisles here by the breweries you got them pretty much alphabet alphabetical yep it's all alphabetized by a brewery it seems to be the easiest way for customers you're looking for a certain brewery you a a through z so because you got a lot to choose from yeah so. as you can see <laughs> just from our little and and we did a little walk through videos so you'll be able to see more of the of dj's beverage why it is a unique place to come um 
and not everybody's doing it. I think there's another one. Valley Green has a similar setup as well. But you guys moved from a location that was a lot more compact. Yeah, it was a little claustrophobic over there. We went from uh, what was it, forty eight hundred square feet to uh, eight, what eight thousand or no? Well, I mean, nine. It's definitely over double. Yeah. I, I'm not sure like how much, but I mean, it's definitely just over double what we had before. Yeah, and it's definitely a lot more roomier. Uh, you got a lot more area for cold, mm-hmm. cold cans to go. Cold is sold. That's that's the motto in our industry. Cold, cold is sold. sold. Yep. So you can drink it while you walk out the door. <laughs> well, no. Well, you, you can drink it in your car. I don't care, but not in the store. <laughs> not in the store. <laughs> so we got the imports, we got the American crafts, and then we got all this other trendy stuff up front. Ciders is blowing up too. Ciders, RTDs, ready to drink cocktails. It's that's another reason why I love the industry is because it's always evolving. It's never the same. And that's with this podcast, you know, we left it with just pour, even though we're doing a lot of craft beer. But there's distilleries, there's wineries, there's cideries, meaderies. Yeah, meaderies. Yeah, me. Um, and Doug, you were the one when I talked to you. So why are you just limiting yourself to Central Pennsylvania? And I wasn't, you know, you know, I wasn't trying to be mean. No, but I, I understand you know, now why <laughs> we're coming around <laughs> be, because There's access. So much. Well, access. Yeah. Because we're, I mean, there is so much here in Central PA, but not everybody distributes. That's the problem. Yep. And you guys don't, if they don't have their, is it a license to distribute and can and sell other than their premise? Is that they need a special license? So not everybody's doing that. That Yeah, that's part of it. Um, whether or not they want to distro, if they're if they're too small of a brewery, they, they obviously want to sell out of their doors first. Right. Um, and sometimes it's also whether or not you can store it cold because most breweries now you need to keep their beer cold, um, unpasteurization, stuff like that. Um, and most people can't promise that. And, and you um, guys can promise a lot more probably than most. Right. Yeah. But it also comes to wanting to sell out of your brewery for first. You want to care about your shop. Cause your it make, brewery. make more money out of the, out of your brewery than selling it to you guys as yep. a distributor. And we can't promise freshness either. I mean, we t- we're typically pretty good. We're about pretty it. good. We're I mean, we try to be that. pretty good about it. But most brewer, well, most distributors, it might sit on the shelf. Um, then, if you grab, like, say, um, a poor man beer and it's out of date, well, then that makes the brewery makes look bad. It, I, I did hear that. Um, that it look makes the breweries. I've I've heard that from several, not well, just it, you guys, but other places. It's mm-hmm. worse because it doesn't make us like it. It makes us feel bad to send out of day beer out of the store if we you know but it it then it it's terrible for any brewery that has to deal with that got a four pack and it was you know four months out of date oh why where did you get it from <laughs> why is it four months out of date you know i mean but that's something they should follow up on too is is making sure that their beer is fresh out in the community too i mean it's it's hard we don't see a lot of reps sometimes from from some of the companies so Knowing that their beer, I think it's important for them to want to care that their beer is fresh right. in the stores. Now, as far as that, speaking of that, do you guys have to monitor what you have on the shelf and rotate it? Yeah, All the time. All the time. Yeah. Daily, we're always on the shelf. Even to mass-produced beers? Yep. Well, I mean, you fly through them so quick, but you can lose track so easily. Right. Well, and having the size scale that we do, some breweries do get lost. Um 
some people they only want a single. They don't want a four pack or a six. I've pack. done that already in here. So that sometimes that'll hurt rotation. That'll hurt dates. Um, there's just a lot to choose from with Untapped now. Everyone wants their badge. Everyone wants. Oh yeah, we've spoken yeah. about that. It's like freaking Boy Scouts all over. Yep. So <laughs> nobody they, wants to post the same thing twice. You know, I mean, everybody. What you know. So that that's also kind of hurt the industry a little bit as well. Untapped is a great concept. I feel, I feel it, targeted. It, it really does help. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, see, look, look. No, I'm look. That's a little psychology we, there for you. So yeah. you feel our, bad about it. Some yeah. of our reps, we we always make jokes. There's those people that'll try say a sour. They don't like sour, so they'll rate it a point five and say, oh, I, "I hate sours. Yeah, this isn't for me." That'll hurt the brewery's reputation on that rating. So then a beer will look bad. Yeah. Brooks so, had mentioned that yeah, when we interviewed yeah. him. He said the guy gave me like a half of a half a bottle cap. Yeah. yeah. And he said, Why? If you didn't like it, just say it wasn't and that's what say we've it's not mentioned. my style. Right. It's not for it's me. It's not my right. style. And don't rate it. There's right. plenty of guys out there that get on untapped and don't rate beers. Our our buddy who's the rep for uh Duclaw, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. when Brooklyn goes out and you see him, he posts stuff all the time, but he never rates stuff. Because he doesn't, you know, if it's not something that he likes, he doesn't want to ruin a rating just because exactly. it's not his style. Right. right. And if we've, in our beer tasting nights, we've mentioned we've had a few that we didn't like. But we did rate it a little lower. But in our notes, it's, our notes says, it wasn't for me. Somebody else might love that beer. But I'm not going to give somebody a bad rating. And it's kind of like Google for any business. Right. There's trolls out there. Uh, but I'm not going to give somebody a bad rating if it don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've mentioned this. We haven't really had a truly bad beer um, that just overall, Dave Slitner, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to mention the brewery because you bought it from here, wasn't it? Wow. Well, was <clears throat> that was a while ago. I'm that was that double. That was that, that, that chocolate cherry yeah, uh, <laughs> from Duchesse. Duchesse. Oh, yeah, it was okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. are you familiar? Yeah, the Duchess chocolate <laughs> yeah. chair. Yeah, he knows yeah. it right over there yeah. on the shelf. Actually, I can see it from here. Oh, so yeah, that was definitely yeah. not for us. So that's <laughs> definitely one that's it's tread lightly. I mean, really, I mean, ask Sab. Those ones sometimes are like tread lightly. Yeah. They're not yeah. always the best. And cherry, I like cherry and beers really don't pair well with some people. Um, I don't know what it is. It just seems like if there's cherry in a beer, you either love it or you hate like it. Like Mad Elf. I, yeah. I felt that way with peppers, too. Like yeah. if some, somebody made a mango habanero. Oh, I brought that. IPA, that was our yeah, first. Oh, is that Zero Day? Yeah. Zero yeah. Days. Yeah. Get the peppers days. out of my beer. I love peppers. <laughs> I love beer. But, ah. I mean, we used to love the Tattered Flag. Tattered Flag used to do that one with the. Oh, the, uh, what was it, Ghost? It was the triple version of it, too. It wasn't even, we used to take it on the oyster feast we used yeah. to go to in the so big cans. Triple so. IPA with habanero, I believe. Yeah, it was wow. like habaneros and mangoes or something, whatever it was. But it was amazing. And it just depends on the, the pepper sometimes, too. Well, I brought, I was up there at Zero Day, and I had this mango habanero, and I loved it. And I'm like, this is going to be right up Ben's alley. Well, he's like, nah, I didn't like it. Yeah. It's all it's good. It's strange it's to good. feel that burn go <laughs> down the first time, right? Then yeah. you're looking yeah. for another sip of something to take that burn away. Literally, and it's yeah. just, it's just it keeps it's burning, burning more. Right but then you're you. just like, 
now I know what it's like to have heartburn <laughs> all the time. <laughs> no, Untapped is a great app. I mean, it's great for everything. Researching, finding. That's yeah. what we love about it. We have our whole menu on there. If you're looking for a beer, it'll send you to us if we have it. Right. It's great for that. But yeah. it does hurt a little bit for some For brewers. the brewers. And I, I, I take that. You know, I get that. It's just like business, you know. Anything bad makes you look bad, and you, you a you better be replying to it. Yep, but on Untapped you can't. Reply. No, you can't. Um, and that was found that interesting. Now you guys, you manually list everything you get in every day. I update it. Wow. Yep. Whether so, it's putting a beer on or taking it off if we sell out, um, it's always up to date. So you guys mentioned reps a few times. What's that new relationship look like? Is it always the rep reaching out to you guys or, or like the trends that we've talked about? Are you guys reaching out to somebody to get those trends in your doors or all, so the, all I, the above? I can't, I can't say too much right now. Oh, uh, It's in the works, um, but I, I've talked to a rep here over the weekend, actually, and we're okay. getting some pretty big top-notch breweries coming in in the next uh, week oh, or cool. two, possibly. Nice. Um, sometimes you have to reach out, you know. I think or, the CPP crew better be the first call. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, it's whether a rep like Desperate Times that um, they want to start selling their beer. So they come in and they're like, hey, um, we want to start selling our beer to you. And then we're like, perfect, let's try it. And then we'll bring it in. Same with Poor Man. We actually just established that relationship with them, I want to say, well, since we moved. Since so we moved, in yeah. June. I think Doug Doug was in on that because every time I come in here, he's like, "Yeah, you got a poor man's man. You got to try poor <laughs> man's." Hey, listen, man. I mean, what you, the the Dunkel was fantastic. Dunkel was good. I mean, you know, the lager, the regular lager, yeah. is just a great crushable summer beer. I mean, you want to do some beer can chicken this summer? Grab the one from Poor Man's because that's a great lager, and the other three you can just slam back while you're cooking. Black IPA was one of uh, oh, I had that. That was yo, pretty good. That was that, some good shit. There. That's a good underrated beer, right there. Now, the, 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 Black IPA. The four-pack that I had the last time, it was a little overcarbonated, but I gave it a good rating. It, overcarbonation happens, but it was still good. Can you peel back the curtain a bit on the black IPA? What what goes into that? You don't see many of those. Do you have any ideas? Oh, I mean, the process is kind of the same as a stout and porter, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. The malts are basically blackened like it's a roasted malt, so okay. that's that's what's giving you the color for the beer. But then they add more hops, right? Yep. It's So it's it's done in that ipa fashion of how they then brew an ipa as opposed to how they would brew either a stout or a porter i got you okay yeah so it's probably the malts brings the color to the party yep so uh speaking of malts and hops did any of you guys ever do your own home brewing i did for a little bit and i think Um, you also told me a long time ago or i heard through the grapevine you used to grow your own hops i did yeah i grew nugget hops at one point we used an old basketball hoop had them twined up grew from the top back down um all of that stuff um it was fun for a while um then i kind of ran out of time uh got older started doing this more family life gets involved baby house all of that stuff um and the one time i went to brew a kiwi ipa because i love tropical ipas and uh the yeast didn't activate and i didn't realize it so the beer never actually went never did the fermentation or any of that so i ended up dumping out everything i paid for and i was just like you know what i don't have the time right now so i'm gonna stop 
Was this the last beer that you brewed? Yes, it was. Was this the one that that showed up at the, the old store in the back room? It was. That Jack drank? Yes, it was. This beer showed right up out of the tub. in the store. <laughs> Sebastian comes into work one day, pulls into the back, you know, and he's like, hey, help me get some stuff out of the truck. I'm cleaning out the basement and trying to get some stuff straightened out. This was just about the time you were moving. You were moving over into the city. Yep. He was moving out of his mom's house, moving over in with his wife, and... He comes in, and I'm like, what's in the brewer's bucket? And he was like, dude, don't open it. It's not good. It's not good at all. So I took it in, and we set everything down because we were going to dump everything out and clean it out and get everything done. And, and this guy's like, grandfather, Jack, comes out of the office. He's like, what's in here? And he opens it up. So I was like, dude, well, don't, no, don't open it. Jack opens it, sticks a cup in, takes a swig. Oh, it's not that bad. It's just not carbonated. <laughs> He and I are just standing there. Now, granted, there's no mold. It didn't look terrible. No. It, you know, well, I wouldn't just, drink it. It did have, like, that darker kind of color to it. But, you know, it, it was not something I would have put yeah. in my body. You had the, the hop froth <laughs> sitting on top of the bucket. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of the brewing, I mean, my last batch kind of took a funk. Um, either I over... I, so, I bought a brew belt to help maintain the temperature. Mm-hmm. And I checked it a day and a half after I brewed it. Now, these guys will give you a whole different story why it failed. But um, I went down a day and a half later, and I pulled the cover off. because I keep it, It's in the basement, so I'm trying to keep it above 65. And it was freaking hot. Well, the little gauge I have, it was like 95 degrees. I unplugged that belt, and I thought, shit, I just cooked this beer. So I called Tim March from Stony Run. That's who set me up, and... He said, well, if it doesn't smell or taste funky, you should be okay. So I left it go, bottled it. It still tasted okay. I let it, I, but it, it was a colch, so a colch is supposed to be a straw color. Well, it's more of this color. It's drinkable. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and Dave, Dave said it's because of why? why. Why it failed? Because my last two batches failed because... We weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> My brewing partners weren't there. Let's let him start an untapped for his beers, and we'll rate them. Yeah, I do. Go. I do have one. But remember that, you know, certain breweries have, have come up with good beers that way. I right. mean, Laguanita is right behind us. You know, I mean, a couple of their beers have come up as, from mistakes. So, I mean, that's sometimes maybe having your buddies there to help you brew might, you know, lead to something that they're like, whoa, and you're like, yeah, I planned it that way. <laughs> That's how some certain sours have been made. Yeah. I've, I've heard messing that. Up. I've yeah. heard that. Um, so speaking of, let's, damn, are you guys ready for another one? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've been staring at them. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben's got this one. We have West Shore IPA from Pizza Boy Brewing in Enola. Clocking in at a 6.5 ABV. Here is the brewer notes, a complex beast of an IPA, hearkening back to the days when the West Coast owned the style. Dry with a slightly pithy grapefruit rind character balanced by a firm malt base. Brewed with a blend of Citra, Simcoe, Cascade, and Columbus hops. The OG hops. 6,909 ratings with an average of 3.86 on untapped. It's actually... It's it's kind of more of an amber coloring. I'm going to say on my scale, I'm at nine, but they're, they're, these guys say I'm colorblind. I'd say about a five or a six, probably from the lighting here. But it it actually it it's not. You're saying this is a West Coast, mm-hmm. or are they just calling um, it West Shore? West Shore, West Shore, because of the play on the name from Manola. But I 
I don't know. Could you guys fill in? Maybe I mean, they say it says West, West Coast, Coast on the yeah. It says West Coast on the can. So it, for yeah, yeah, yeah. being a West Coast, that's supposed to be a lot of real hoppy and piney, and I'm not getting any of that. I got a little of the piney there on the back, but end. it's it's yeah. not not overly it's, present like you had mentioned before, Doug. And it's, it's you know some of them are really hoppy and bitter. Six and a half percent too. So I mean, yeah. we're so used to the double IPA culture at this point, right? So yeah. So you guys mentioned OG hops. Is there a trend towards you know trying out new things or what? These are some of the ori- I mean, some of the originals from just the hops that were always used was the Citro, Simcoe, Cascade, Columbus, um, all Zeca. those. Hops. Yeah, yeah. Zeca. they were all Mosaic. just they were all originally used from the start. Just kind of oversaturated. Galaxy hops and all of those. I mean, they kind of started the trend with hazies, the more tropical hops, um, experimental hops. Um, I mean, it's kind of like anything. You crossbreed hops to get certain flavors, and that's where hazies came from. But um, these these were used like OG. I mean, 90s IPAs is what we call them. <laughs> I mean, think so. back. I mean, all, everybody's used them. Everybody used to have yeah. something. I mean, these are Victory. All those guys have had those. What was it? The the Mosaic Farm, the was it Mosaic? Oh, the, uh, uh, the Hop Farm. The Hop Farm yeah. from, from them that was, you know, highlighting Mosaic. You know, I mean, you had what? What was the other one that had Simcoe that they did with with the the Simcoe? Uh, Weyerbacher um, had the Simcoe IPA. Yeah, so they, I mean, those were always ones that everybody kind of highlighted for a long time. And and I guess you take certain hops, if depending on what you want to profile, mm-hmm. certain mixture of hops. Like you said, there's we started a little thing. We haven't released them yet, but on hops, and I just started going down through on the top to the first four which were all U.S. hops, and most of them were Simcoe. And I, and I know that from talking and learning how to brew that the hops bring the, the, the different flavors to the, pro- the party aromas. along with the malts. Yep, mm-hmm. aromas and everything. Yeah. We're all new to this shit, so it's like I, I can drink a dozen IPAs and I can kind of tell, you know, tell what I like and what I don't like, but now we're actually getting in and learning about what the different hops do. So Right. Dave, so where are you rating this one? This, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. This one's a little bit not as not as smooth as the other one. But it's yeah. it's very drinkable on my end. It's very drinkable. It's um, it's a little bit more of a bitter finish. It does have a bitter finish, and um, it's very drinkable. But I wouldn't rate it as high as this one here. I put it into a three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Yeah. I like that multi finish. You don't. I don't get that a ton with IPAs that I venture out into. So. Yeah, so I, I'm thinking I'm about three, three, two, five, three, five in, in that area on me. But again, that's just my personal preference. But you know, if I rate anything that high with an IPA, that's that's pretty good on my end. And I've, I've found like a year and a half ago, I wouldn't have never drank any of that. You never would have saw an IPA going to me. And I feel like that's where the trends have kind of evolved into the hazies i feel like more and more people like ipas because of the haziness um you get those tropical notes you don't get bitterness or malt you bring you mention it it's juice it's almost like drinking a tropical punch juice yep um but doing this craft beer now for almost two years my palate has changed i was strictly yingling lager sam adams or guinness period now my palate's changed, and, and that stuff just doesn't have the same flavor anymore because we've mentioned it many times. The craft beer brewers bring so much different flavor. They're doing so much different stuff with a traditional style beer, unlike the, the, the international market where they 
don't do a whole lot of this stuff. They're doing strictly their traditional styles, maybe tweaking here a little there, but they're not doing all these different flavor profiles, I feel. I mean, you guys might know a little bit different. I mean, yeah, I would think the international guys aren't necessarily doing that, but some of them are starting to catch up. I mean, Guinness just did the Amber Ale where they did the El Dorado hop highlighted as that for that Amber Ale. And that's a, that's a delicious Amber Ale from them. I mean, if you're looking for something that's just smooth, got that great caramel flavor on the back end and, you know, kind of crisp, I mean, that's just a good beer, but it highlights that that El Dorado hop a little bit and, you know, kind of brings that flavor out. It's nice. Yeah, so we had, we had had Glenn Smith on from Brewery Tours here with our last episode, and I actually did one of his ales on the rails, the Sips and Shenanigans. Figured if I'm going to have him on the podcast, I guess we better support him a little bit. Awesome trip. So if anybody ever gets a chance, I definitely recommend doing the walking tour and the bus tour. He even does a virtual tour, but the, the, the ales and the rails down out of New Freedom was fantastic. Ten different beers on that, and it was all flavors. Uh, he did tell me the one. He said, you're not going to like this one. It was, uh, it, was, um, it was from Sign of a Horse. I said, I already had it. It's actually not bad. It's, pr- it's more hoppier than what we've had so far, but it actually is a pretty good IPA. Uh, but that was a, that's a great. It was a great trip. Um, great time. Met a lot of good people. Ten different beers from, and it wasn't all central. It was wherever he and he had to go get the beers. So, um, but it was pretty good. But finding out, talking to him, he understands the craft beer industry as well, along with the beer history stuff that we're still learning. Like Ben said, we're just. I got no my palate. I can't tell you what malt, what hops were in that. It does, either tastes good to me, or it doesn't. <laughs> we're getting there though we keep talking to, with passionate people in yeah. the industry so. you find it out when you taste it you mark it in your head I like those hops I like, I like that flavor so I'll remember Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe you know like that I think that's one of those things that we do a lot we, we can't necessarily always drink a beer and, and have it poured into a glass and, have, and what's in it we we're not that good. Yeah, we're, we're not we're, we're not, not that, that good advanced. at all. We're I mean, not Somalia. I, I wish no. that we were. I mean, you know, I think that would, if I was a Cistrone, I think that would be great, and I would get paid a lot of money. That would be amazing. But I'm not. So like, but for for what it is, we know. Okay, I really like Centennial hops. I really like Amarillo hops. I don't like what's the one Cashmere. I hate Cashmere <laughs> hops. And I'm telling you right now, you can taste it every time. It tastes like dirty blankets or carpet or feet. That, I don't that, know. It's so weird and is dank that where and that musty. Dank comes from. It's it's so musty. It's so gross <laughs> and I hate it. And every time I try a beer and I'm like, it's got cashmere in it, somebody's like, yeah, it does. Yeah, I, won't taste even it. Tell I can them. taste it right I won't away. Even tell them. I'll just give it to him and be like, this has cashmere in it. And then right off the bat, he hates it. Yep. So we were up at Molly Pitcher. My wife bought, got one of their sours and it was a berry sour. She first thought it was their a cider. So she posted it on her Facebook. It was a cider. I'm like, honey, that was a sour. And it was good. It had raspberry and blackberry, but there was a nuttiness to it. it, almost like a hazelnut finish. And I was like, I can't place it, but there was a nut flavor to that back end. And I, I'm like, I'd like to see the brew ingredients to see where that nuttiness came from. It had to come out of the malt. I mean, I'm pretty sure they probably didn't put nuts in the brew. It wouldn't surprise me because we've had some sours with uh, pistachios in it, um, 
you know, walnuts. That urban south has yeah. pistachio ice yeah. cream. So they will put peanuts in some of their Okay, beers. maybe they did. I'd like to yeah. see the recipe just to where that came from and what that is because I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a nutty. And so I guess that's where we're kind of learning. You know, we can get the different flavors of a beer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, that's got a little smoothness to it. And you'll look at, you'll look at the hops or the, or the malts they actually used. Sometimes that's what, I mean, that's what kind of creates a nut brown ale is the malts and the way they do the malts to create the brown ale is kind of why they call it a nut brown. But they don't necessarily always add nuts to it. And that's becoming one of my favorite beers. A a good brown, nut brown ale is is starting to become really growing me. Um, You guys have talked about not only selling the cans and bottles, six packs, you also do kegs. We do. We have um, about 36 dole, um, which is your typical uh, craft beer keg size, uh, quarter kegs and half kegs. But we specialize mainly in the six dole craft kegs. Okay. So you, they can come in here and get a five gallon. Is that what you're calling a six dole? A five gallon corny keg or whatever it is? I don't know my gallon sizes, but I know my keg sizes. Okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you also not only, they can come in here and get a crowler, I think you said. Yeah, we do uh, crowler and growler fills. We'll either seal our own cans up or we'll fill a growler if you bring it in. And you mentioned it wasn't just any beer. It's got to be something special. It is. Whether Look at um, Doug smiling over there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's typically what I base our crowler-growler machine off of is whether a brewery will not can or bottle a beer. Uh, we'll bring it in or say, what was it, a couple of weeks ago we had a 2019 uh, founder CBS. Uh, you can't even get that stuff anymore. Damn, so, why didn't I get a call? Yeah. <laughs> So what was it? And then the KBS, the 2020 KBS. Too. That so, I did I mean, buy. Like that I did buy because Doug's like, you got to get the KBS. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's got to be something rare, something unique, um, something you can't get in a can or a bottle. And, or, and that's different for a, bre- a beer distributor. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what you are. You're a beer distributor, a beverage distributor. In, in Pennsylvania, that's what we're called. Yeah. Now, I didn't see a lot of soda. So we used to do sodas. Um, grocery stores have really killed us on that. Um, Pepsi, Coke, they all offer them deals that mom and pop shops don't get anymore. We used to really specialize in that stuff, but yeah. it's just kind of... Yeah. Well, the only reason off. I bring it up, because when I grew up, beer distributor, you, you went there for your mainly your mass-produced stuff and your, your sodas. That's where you went. So yeah. that's the only reason I brought it up, because I'm not seeing a lot of that, and you just answered that question, why? Well, back not. then, they were always called beer and soda. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was always something beer and soda. Yeah. Yeah, so. we, we used to have a whole wall just for sodas, and uh, Big Corporation really killed that for us. And you know what? <laughs> I think it got better. Yeah. <laughs> I think it got a lot <laughs> We better. found room for something better. You guys got so. spices and seasonings up front, too. What's the, what's yeah. the deal um, behind that? So, you know, in the past two years, I really fell in love with smoking oh, my food, God. Yep. Um, now, barbecue, grilling. <laughs> Doug, Doug kind of got me into that, too. All but right. I feel like ever since COVID started, um, having a daughter and not leaving the house as much to go to the bars and breweries, um, just fell in love with it. I love good food now. Um, and I figured, why not bring another passion into the store? And uh, I found a couple good guys to uh, supply us with barbecue seasonings, hot sauces, um, cool. you know, all of that stuff. So, you know, the, the whole store is just brought on about passion and stuff like that. So, yeah, And not only that, you got cigars. 
Yeah. Which... And not White Owl or, or Swisher Sweets. <laughs> well, I think no. there might be some Swisher Sweets yeah, in there. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah absolutely. Sweets, there's but, uh, definitely a couple of yeah. those. you got to have one or two. But it's more on the premium side. I mean, I'm not too keen on smoking a cigar. Um, I can't really tell you the profiles that I get. I read up on them a lot. Um, we get cigar magazines in that I read. Um, I'll bring certain cigars in from those aspects, but... My grandfather's more of the cigar guy. And he's the one that is. But it's a lot bigger humidor than you had in the other place. Yes, a lot nicer, too. It's not a built-in shed with an outdoor. It was an old cooler yeah. with an outside door hinged to it. So. That, was, that was the best, the storm door yeah. that, that was just hinged to it. That yep. was the best. We've definitely upgraded. So. Yeah. I, I think what got me down this is when I came in there for my stepson, uh, I asked you guys, and you told me, like, I said he likes dogfish heads, so you guys pointed me that. And what really started me was there's a Boulevard variety pack there that I bought. That's what started me down this path. Was it the aged one? Yes, the oh. barrel aged stuff that was like 11.2 to 19%. Yeah. And was it the bigger bottles to the eight pack of the bigger bottles? Yes. Yeah. I remember that. It was like 75 bucks, and I splurged on it, and we enjoyed every sip of that. And that one was at 19% or something. I couldn't believe that was in a beer. So then, <laughs> then, then the next year I came and you guys had the uh, Goose Island sitting there in the front. And it was around the same time, around the Christmas time. And I was like seventeen ninety nine a freaking bottle. Hmm. Well, you want to buy a whole case? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Let me buy one. But actually, the next week, after Dave, Kevin, and I sipped it, we were like, I came back in and bought four more. <laughs> so I was like, I should have bought the case because I probably already bought it now after coming in. And that's one of our favorite ones is that, that Goose Island, Bourbon County. Goose Island is a good beer. It's funny you bring that up because before we could uh, sell singles and six packs, I had to get a list of 12 different customers, text them all at the same time, say, hey, the beer's in. I have to sell it to one of you, and then everyone take it out in the parking lot and split, split it. it. That's how we used to have to do wow. it. Wow. I used to have a list of that – X amount of people say, hey, all right, here it is. Someone buy it. Split it out in the parking lot. That's how it has to go. And all because of the state laws? Yep, state laws. Yep. So you, now that they've opened that up, you're starting to see more of that in, like, the grocery stores, more beer distributors doing the same yeah. thing? Um, so the volume is just there now. Um, the rarity has really died on some of those beers. Um, now there are certain ones we'll get one case, but with the regular bourbon county. Like double we'll, nugget? Yeah, well, double nugget too. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, Just because you were late on it doesn't. <laughs> no, I forgot. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? I he forgot. actually let me buy his. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, I had to eat my consequences. But um, I told sorry, him you didn't yeah. have to do that, but I appreciate it because it was a damn good beer. Yeah. I've never had nugget before this year, or or even the double. Just so a regular? I've never had nugget. You and I talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Nuggets. I mean, it was, and you talked about the nugget hop. Mm-hmm. I mean that just that beer was just phenomenal for for an amber ale. That's basically what it is, right? It's an amber ale. It's not yeah. an IPA. Yep. Well, I mean, do you guys yep. get to to Virginia at all? If you guys yet. get down to Virginia and go down through Virginia, Licking Hole Creek has a nuclear nugget that they do. Basically, it's like a a double. It's like nine percent. I mean, that's a great execution with that hop. I mean, that they do. It's got f- fantastic color to it. Just great caramel kind of like flavor on the front end with that hoppiness coming in deep on the back end. It's a really good beer. So, yeah, I think, you know, you you were saying about this stuff. It's just everything's different. And people are doing different stuff with similar 
ingredients, but they're making it their own. You have to keep up with the times or else you're lost. Yeah. It is. Um, but with the, with the single stuff here, so that really opened up your guys' market. Um, like behind you, single cans, because I know I've brought it several times throughout the times. Hey, can you split this? No, I can't, but I can split that one. I only take two of those. So I guess that's what winds up on the shelves behind you. Yep. Yeah, this is our mix of six. It's more of the um, lower pricing stuff, um, whereas in our cooler over there is more of the high-end stuff. We have more lean towards opening almost everything up in the store singles just because we know that's what consumers want. They don't want your six-pack, four-pack anymore. They want singles of everything just so they can try it. It's That's what I was getting ready to ask you. It's because, you know, I don't want to know if I want to buy a six-pack or a 12-pack of this because I don't know, A, if I'm going to like it. Well, it goes back to him feeling guilty earlier exactly. about the guys that just want to try it one time. Even if you try it one time, do sometimes do you go back to it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's the important thing is if you try it and really like it, because like we, you know, like we talked about it, we know a couple of guys and, you know, maybe one of them might work here who will buy, you know, like get something and then talk about how much he really likes it, but then never go back to it. You know, and that's just weird to me. You know, I mean, if you like something, you want to drink it again sometimes. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 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 And if, and if, you know, liking it and going back to it isn't the only thing, you know, it's spreading the word between your friends, family, whatever, you know, they they go out and give their support as well. And hell, it might even turn into some some field work for the crew here. We go out to their brewery, buy even more of their stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't always check it in the second time. If I've A, checked it in, I've had, I've checked in several. Like I got like 570-some check-ins and 513 new beers, but I will check them in, but I don't always check them in. You know, A, because I already had it, and I'm not going to rate it again, but I like it. But, yes, I go back to my basically all the beers except for the <laughs> – would you? What was one? Was that the chocolate cherry one? <laughs> the Duchess. <laughs> the Duchess. Yeah. <laughs> Although Ben loved it when that that night, but I think he was also feeling pretty good when he left the beer tasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might have been towards the end of the night. Anything tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> so we we started some new segments here. Um, ben has this idea we're going to do new breweries. So Ben, do we have a new brewery that you want to talk about? Yes, sir. We have Hidden Key Brewing Company. They just broke ground on their construction in Greencastle down in Franklin County on St. Patrick's Day. And this is going to be Greencastle's first contemporary brewery, and they are set to open later this year. Nick, one of the owners, explained the name Hidden Key. He said simply, because beer brings people together and is often the hidden key to making a special time, as you can uh, hear on our our outro, on our our segment, and... uh, Bonded by beer is that little catchphrase that we came up with. You came up with it. We adopted it. (laughs) There you go. So Hidden Key, again, they are in Greencastle. They're going to have a five-barrel brew system housed in a 450-square-foot brewing area. They're going to produce up to 500 barrels a year. On tap for their opening later this year, they're going to have a Pilsner, a double IPA, and a New England IPA. So if you're in the area later that year, go ahead and check them out. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, so I think we know we, there's a ton of new breweries that are constantly open up. Um, Tim March said on in our episode there, he he knew of at least two from his home brew club that we're going to be starting. So this is kind of why we started a new brewery segment. Uh, we did mention one two episodes ago, Whiskers, that actually burnt down after our Boo Boo episode when we re-recorded it. We brought them up. So we're hoping 
we're hoping they'll be able to actually bring them on as a guest and kind of discuss their new plans of rebuilding, and hopefully we can get them on. Yeah, yeah, we talked with uh, Misho Brewing, too, that we had on a new brewery segment last episode. And, again, it's just part of this community working together. You know, we're new to this shit. They're new to entering the brewing industry. So, hey, why not work together? And I think when, you know, like Whiskers burnt down, a lot of brewers reached out. And I think that's what we mentioned, community that this brings not just with just the, the, the beer brewers, but the people that are in this community that are customers. They're enjoying it. Um, and like you said, it's a passion. Well, I mean, in, when COVID started, canning shortages, bottle shortages, um, I mean, people helped each other. If they had a can they didn't sell too well, they would sell it to another brewery and they would just slap a sticker over the side of it to, to be able to can their own beer again. Right. Because you couldn't get it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's a lot of shortages now going on, too. But, you know. Yep, so, I mean, everyone's in it together. Even though you're competition, you're still friends. You're still trying to help each other. You want to see each other succeed. Yeah, because I think we've talked to several. They're using different uh, facilities that are other brewers that are be able to can for them mm -hmm. so they can get their product more readily available and, and more to-go products. So, And I think that's what this whole thing is, is the craft beer is not just it's a lifestyle and it's not just cracking back a, a Coors light bush light bush. <laughs> this is it's different and it, it's it's i just love it and it's i think not, that's i don't think i'm going to venture off this path for a long time it's not just craft brew either and uh look out for our future episodes we're talking to some distilleries some wineries and it's i'm, I'm sure you're going to see a lot of the same stuff in those industries as well yeah so um as far as you guys, what else is, what makes you unique? I mean, what else do you guys do that maybe what's your future plans look like? Are you looking to expand again? Maybe take over this whole facility, <laughs> this whole building? <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on the PA laws that change and stuff, too. I mean, if they were to ever privatize liquor and, you know, wine and all of that stuff, yeah, we can sell wine products, but a table wine. It has to be a certain percentage of alcohol for us to sell. Um, that would probably be the next step in expanding is if we could start to sell that stuff. Okay. But as of now, um, as trends start to die or change, um, the space is always available for us right now with what we expanded with. Yeah, and I think it's great. I mean, it's definitely a lot bigger not walking down the aisle where oh, I, got, I can't go down that aisle. Somebody's standing there looking yeah, at the beer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We kind of miss that old mentality because, <laughs> I mean, that's just how beer distributors kind of were in Pennsylvania at the time. But it is you, nice to have you, a beautiful shop. You had a crammed in there. I mean, basically everything you had here was in that small area. Every week was frustrating at the old spot. We always fought with each other about, this isn't my aisle, you do it. <laughs> and that was the seltzer cider aisle doug always would leave <laughs> stacks of beer in the aisle and he's like this isn't my problem i would you deal be, with it i would be you putting ordered stuff it, away i would be putting stuff away and i would just load up carts and it would just i mean it would be you know stack of 15 cases of beer and i would just take it over to the last row i'd dump it <laughs> i'd walk away and i would do that like six times in that row and it would just be stacked up down that aisle and i'd be like sab hey i left you a gift over oh i hate you or you wouldn't even tell me and later on during that day i'd walk down that aisle and there'd be stacks and i'd be like okay 
But not even that. It was just, you know, craft beer. The more they demanded cold space, we, we just didn't have the space for it. It was just hard. So. It was it was so hard to fit everything in that store at that point. Growing when, pains. When you were ordering, you know, when you're when Sabs are ordering like three pallets, they have pallet deals going on. You know, everybody has pallet deals going on. So he's getting three pallets of this, three pallets of that from one person. But later that week, in a couple of days, we're getting another three of this and another three of that. So now we've got all of this space that I have to find room for when I'm there opening in the morning. And I'm just like, okay, all right. Well, we'll put a couple out on the floor for now and then hope that nobody rips them open. And you <laughs> Set know, the rest in the, the alleyway in the back of the building. Yeah, right. It was, <laughs> it was, I mean, we would get stacked so stacked up in the back. You would have to move beer out to get beer to in. Get beer yeah. in. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, as far as that goes, um, it, what you guys, you guys said you pretty much know or you've researched the stuff you have. Do you go to festivals? Do you go to the breweries? How do you, how do you other than researching it online or whatever? Because I know the couple times I've talked to you in the past, it's like you guys knew exactly what the beer was, how it tasted, and where it came from. I mean, we have gone to hibernation at least two times. It was a shit show. <laughs> I mean, we've gone to, you oh, know, a bunch of them before. So We've I mean, had great times. We've yeah. had great times. It's but, just, I mean, you drink so much. You know everyone. So everyone's just pouring you stuff. Like, most of the reps we have are there. So, and we know them personally. So, you know. What was that? The one year we got, he, he was. I was pouring beer. He and I myself. got separated. And he was over. Were you at Funk? No, it was uh, Windridge. No, Windridge. Yeah, That's it where Windridge. it was, Windridge. And I was at Flying Fish. Yeah, you were at Flying Fish. Flying Fish, Fish pouring for them, and he was over there pouring for them. So we were helping at and, one point. And, you know, and then we met back up later, and he was like, dude, I was just pouring. I was like, I was just pouring. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. I wondered why I couldn't find you. <laughs> but, but, yeah, um, we do that all the time. Yeah, That's cool. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I do hop from brewery to brewery sometime. Um you know, having a, a daughter now, 10 months old, it's, it's a little yeah, harder. Gonna, I was going to put a cramp to that pretty quick. It's a little harder, but most breweries, you know, are family friendly. And yeah. she, she loves the atmosphere, which helps. She's not a very cranky, cry baby. So I can still go do some of the things I love to do, but, you know, you just don't drink. We had much. mentioned that before. <laughs> it's, it's not a bar scene like it was when I grew up. You no. didn't really want to take your family to a bar. Yeah. It's more of an atmosphere. These breweries and the food's usually very good. The beer's usually good. The atmosphere is very friendly. Yep. Uh, so I just, that's again, it's this community thing. They base it off a of family, which is, I mean, key point. So. Yeah. So I think we got another beer. This is kind of one we've been, we've, we all, all of us were kind of looking forward to. I'm excited for this. So this is, this is coming from Fourscore in Gettysburg. It is called Actanus. It's a triple dry hopped hazy with phantasm powder, which I will explain what phantasm powder is. Coming in at 11.2, there was no IBUs listed. Their description was, we are back with round two of our collab with our mates from Astrolab. We boosted up the base of our first collab, Polaris, and took a similar approach with the hops, but drew the focus out a little bit more on certain ones. We mashed top with some wonderful New Zealand Cascade before insane Whirlpool additions of Citra Incognito, uh, Motika, and Phantasm Powder. We fermented with Cosmic Punch yeast before 
triple dry hopping with a massive dose of Ruwaka, some hyper-fresh Nelson Sauvin, and a big finishing pop of Citro Cryo. The Ruwaka we, we used was some of the best we've ever experienced, and it adds a crazy pop of fresh ruby red grapefruit and beautiful passion fruit. The Phantasm Nelson Motika combo adds a bright wine back note throughout. It's got only 188 ratings, so it's a newer beer with an average of a 4.14. So we've been kind of talking about this. Um, Phantasm powder was something I just saw on an article from Breweries in PA. And Ben and I talked about focusing on some of the IPAs with the brewers that were left in the, the March Madness stuff. And Fourscore had two beers that they brewed with this, so I thought this would be phenomenal to try. So before I read what Phantasm Powder is, I, what do you guys think of this? Definitely get the uh, fruity, what do they call it, pop of fresh ruby red grapefruit and beautiful passion fruit. Definitely get that, and then a bit of a, a bitter bite at the end there. I'm not yeah. sure what, what that's from. but I noticed it too. It's just a, just a twinge. So I finally Just drank twinge. No wine more. yesterday with my wife, and I feel like that's kind of that whiny, bitter okay. bite that, feeling. That, that you dry get. wine finish yeah. that where that's where the grape I think is yep. coming in. Yeah, I'm not usually a wine fan, but last night I I had a night, so I drank some with my wife finally, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? I like the way this makes me feel, and <laughs> I feel like I'm getting that tasting note yeah. on it now. Actually, that is that's freaking juicy. That's pretty good. It's pretty juicy. That that's is. <laughs> That is good. It is. Um, who, who else writes you a paragraph for the brewer's notes, too? <laughs> yeah. So the Phantasm powder, which I thought was interesting after I read it, and they actually used Ben, the brewer, from Fourscore, because I guess he was one of the, Some few, of the first. From the first yeah. uh, tackling this new, I guess it's not even a hop. It's from grape. It's from grapes. A grape skin, grape I believe. Skins, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was created in New Zealand. It's a product that has been development for a couple years. The product is in a powder form and is derived from the New Zealand Marlboro Sauve Blanc grapes. And again, I don't, I'm not a wine person, so I'm probably screwed to solve up. These grapes are known for their more theal precursors, which are known for creating rich tropical notes when added to fermentation. Ben Little, the head brewer at Fourscore, has used this powder in two beers so far, the Phantomania and the Octanus. It's not a readily available product yet. He also said it's pretty expensive, so you want to make sure you're using it correctly. Um, he also said it enhances certain things, so it's, you don't want it to be the main focus is what he said, but if you use it in the right way to bring out, like you had said, different, the different hops and the different stuff to, to accentuate it, it's a... I, it, it's going to be a great, and I guess it's coming. It's it's going to be something new. Everybody's going to be trying. This is the only the second brewery I've seen use it. You um, said what was the other one? Uh, first one was Anchorage out of Alaska, and that's the eighty three dollar bottles up there on your da- on your so counter. Those are their stouts and barley wines, yes, but their IPAs are also very expensive. I feel like it's probably because of the shipping prices right now, but um, they are one of the only ones other than Foursquare I've so seen to use this. When I saw it and we got this, uh, I was talking to Sebastian, Doug, Sebastian. There, I'm, I'm anxious to try it. So it's something I, new. It is new and. I do get a little bit of that that great wine, that white. It's almost like a white wine drier finish. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm giving this a four two five. I'm sorry, this is pretty damn good. That's good. Where are you at on it, Dave? Not as high as a four two five or 
three seven two six five or um i'll give it a it's it's good it's i'll give it yeah a three seven three one seven four nine six two <laughs> <laughs> round yeah. it up to the nearest tenth right <laughs> yeah. no i think it's pretty good I, yeah that is that too bad that I, when i was up there to pick this up i bought the last two mix of sixes so that Maybe these gonna be making more. Uh, I feel lucky that I grabbed them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that is definitely uh, that's a, that is a go to. Um, I have a question, Sebastian. Um, you said it. Uh, you you did enjoy you uh, a glass of wine with your wife. I did. I, I just kind of curious. I, I am, my wife drinks wine, and uh, sometimes I struggle with it. <laughs> And I was just kind of curious what it was. Do you remember? Um, I cannot remember what it was. Um, I know it was a, I don't know wine terms. I think it was a Blanc. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like red dry it was, wine. It was a white wine. I, yeah. I, I, I like white wines. I don't yeah. like reds. Okay. Um, but even, even white wines I find hard to drink. I think I was just in the mood yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I drank one because I kind of get the same tasting notes yeah. from that Phantasm. So yeah, some of some of the some of the white wines are kind of dry. Yeah, and, and you can get a very dry white wine. But I, I'll drink a, I'll drink wine on occasion. You know, we you know Thanksgiving, I'll drink the the uh, uh, the wine. You know, on when we go out, sometimes we'll go out, we'll get a glass of wine. I'll have a glass of wine with her. But I'm not just a big wine drinker where I could sit down in the evening and watch a movie and have a couple glasses of wine. It's yeah, fine. I'm I'm more of a bourbon guy at the end of the night. That's but that's what you, I prefer. They but, are. Um, yeah. I do they like are. the way that a uh, wine makes me feel after a glass oh, okay. or two. That that I do like. <laughs> we we did mention as we get into like the the wineries and cideries and the meads, the women we'll have to bring our wives and stuff in because I don't do wine. I don't do wine. To me, it all tastes like crap. <laughs> it tastes it actually doesn't taste as bad as Coors Light, but it tastes like crap. <laughs> and I, I've I've tried to learn to drink the bourbons and stuff like that. I can't do it. No, I can't do it. I brought him over. I brought him over uh, some aged twenty five year old Scotch one. Oh God, it tasted like total <laughs> shit. <laughs> So I don't appreciate it. Let me tell you. You know how much scotch, 25-year-old scotch costs? I know what it costs, and I said I don't appreciate it. To me, it tasted like shit. (laughs) So I don't appreciate it. Um, I've tried to keep up with with Ben's dad, Kevin, a couple times, and that didn't turn out too good either. Bad (laughs) idea. Bad idea. I just remember coming back in the house, grabbing a garbage can, and laying next to bed. (laughs) So we we got some beer news. We got some things coming up here that we saw. Um, we love to talk about breweries in PA on this show, and rightfully so. And we, we are going to be collabing with them at some point in the near future. Can't wait for that. Yep. So that will be pretty cool to get those guys on. So they do beer shares across the state. I believe their last one was at 10-7 Brewing, and they had a great turnout there. And actually – um, a little bit of news from them. I believe they're going to do their next beer share at whoever wins their, their which, March Madness tournament. Which is going to be within our driving distance. Which is, yeah, Four for score sure. poor man. So it's going to double as an award ceremony and as, as well as the beer share. So we will be sure to check that out whenever that's announced. And, uh, yeah, and if that is the case, maybe we can collab with them on that date. So that would be pretty cool to get them on at the same time. Um, I know there is a home brew con in Pittsburgh coming up. Actually, that's in your area. Yeah, that's your hometown. 
June 23rd to the 25th. Quite. What's that? Not quite my hometown. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. I just go down there a lot. Um, that's the 44th annual convention of that. So um, a bunch of other stuff they got going on. We talked about the home brew competition that uh, Brewers and PA is going to be doing. And I think all those slots are filled now for the, uh, the five different regions. And then the championship is going to be in October up at uh, Rusty Rail. So that ought to be pretty cool. Um, Phillies invading Pittsburgh. That's that's another tap takeover. We've mentioned that before. I think Big Bottom has done some of that as well, the tap takeover stuff. Yeah. Do you guys notice any of that? It, it, like, do you guys keep up with that, like tap takeovers, like different areas coming into the breweries or – um, I, I mean, I followed them. I've never really gone to any. Just you know, the time again. Time. Yeah. yeah. You got a you got a family and a kid. I, yeah. I spoke with Bob at Big Bottom Brewery this past week, and he said he's planning on doing another tap takeover in July, I believe. Okay. And um, we are looking forward to hopefully be recording on site during the week of that. And he actually goes and he, he goes around the state and drives and picks he picks up it up forty kegs from around the state. And brings them back. Wow. wow! So, talk about passion and effort. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, there you go. You guys got any last minute words, Dave? No, nothing really. I mean, I just just enjoyed it and uh, got an education and very knowledgeable. And um, and of course, you know, I'm one of your customers. <laughs> <laughs> so just just keep the back corner stocked. <laughs> yeah. Listen, there's some good cheap beers back there. I'm telling you. The, what is it? Wal- the, Walter? The, the, the Walters, Walters stuff. Any uh, of the stuff from Walters? I mean, Colbitzer. the Colbitzer yeah. stuff. Um, what's the other one? The, the uh, Javier that just came in. As long as it anything, any, as long as it ain't like a chocolate cordial. <laughs> no, I mean, like, they're all like, even, what is it? The, 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 the Tucker? Yeah, Tucker. The, the Tucker stuff. I mean, those are like seven ninety nine four packs, but like their Marzen beer is phenomenal. It's they they're all easy drinking. And so that's mm-hmm. our, our monthly beer tasting. We do it all. We don't care what it is. But for this, we try and look, focus do a Local, focal right. But our we do been doing this monthly beer tasting for over a year, and it started with what we were buying from here. It's like we get together at a fire pit, and Dave's like, "Why don't we make this official?" So we did. So once a month since last December, a year and a half ago. We've been doing getting together, and we've been drinking beer, and it's whatever beer we bring. And I don't want to seem like I'm pushing beer, but like I'm his sales guy, so like, <laughs> yeah, you I'm are. pushing beer. Do you work I'm on commission, totally Doug? Pushing, you know, I've tried to get him to do that, but he just hasn't. He has not bought into that just yet. He won't do it. I can't no, convince I'd be, him. I'd be broke by the time I paid you. <laughs> You don't work for beer, then. You work for dollars. I, I work for whatever he's willing to give me that week. It's, yeah. Not a bad gig. Yeah. Maybe, Generally, maybe. it's just love. We, we Generally, it's just love. He gives me a big hug at the end of the week. He's like, you did a good job this week. Come back next week, and we'll see if you can do a little better. Maybe I'll pay you. <laughs> We trade barbecue too. That's true. Yeah, we we, we trade, trade a lot of. Food. So we, we had mentioned that you Ben. This is right up Ben's alley. You had mentioned you love smoking meats. You guys like oh, cooking. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. right up Ben's alley. Yeah, we're we, getting there. Yeah, we're I mean, you guys there. can sit here and talk barbecue all night long. Pulled pork. That's the one I'm getting focused on right now. Pork. I've been getting that Doing one, one next weekend. Oh, nice, yep. nice. I've been I, focusing on the cheese. 
Jeez, jeez. <laughs> I have a, I have a guy in my church. It's uh, he's got a smoker, and he'll put different stuff on there. He just did a cheese. I forget what kind of cheese he smoked. Do you cold smoke cheese? Yeah. Yep. yep. Can you explain that to me? I haven't got that. Get a cold smoke yet. box. Cold smoke box. Yeah. Okay. It's just a little. It's like a little box, and you fill it up, and then you light it, and you put it in. It keeps the temperature low, but a lot of smoke coming through. So you're not melting the cheese. You're not getting over a certain temperature. You don't want it to get too hot in there as you're smoking. So is the cheese then, unless it's something that you want to do like for a dip that day. So like if you're doing like a block of Philadelphia cream cheese, because you've done it before, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like if you're doing like that and then putting like crab in it and making like a crab dip for somebody, that's different. You want it to kind of melt a little bit as it darkens. But yeah, nice. we love it. Yeah. We love the crab. Oh, yeah. We can I, talk about this yeah. all day. Oh, oh that's too. fine. I mean, <laughs> I dabbled in pork butt, pork loin, uh, brisket, queso, and Chex Mix. But that's about all I've gotten so far. And it's a fucking yeah. art, too, like the rest of this stuff, man. It's just. And that's a community in itself. Yeah, so. for real. Yeah. Yeah. And now you got barbecue and... sauce sitting up front, yep. chips and <laughs> dip. Rubs. We got it all. We got the beer. We can... yep. Dude, man, we... I think we got a party house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> selling smokers here. That's what... <laughs> you know that's the next step. Oh, you know. hey, if PA lets us, we'll do it. Yeah, so you had mentioned something about cold fermenting or cold something. You got We yeah, got a can um, sitting here. So that is, well, I mean, what do you, as what... IPAs, there's always new styles. West Coast, East Coast, um, IPLs, Brutes. Um, and now we have cold IPAs. Um, so that is the newest trend that's starting. Um, cold IPAs are cold fermented. So you still get the hoppiness and the, the hops to it, but it's kind of brewed like a lager. Wow. So, so it's got to be chilled at like under like around 40, about 50 degrees. Yeah. Um, and then you get that crisp lager finish to it. Oh man! So you get the the IPA kind of up front, and then a crisp lager finish. And you said it's kind of a newer style. Which one it did is. we put um, up on the table? So there? we have the Rogue Knuckle Buster. That is literally the only one we have in the shop right now. The first one that we got was what Half Acre. Did we have one from Fatheads too? No, we didn't. It was no. the, it was the Half. Just the Half Acre. Yeah, Half Acre, and then the Rogue. Um, and it's just I think it's a style that might catch on. Um, for sounds know, like it people. might have to go home with the CPP. <laughs> I was thinking too, Brett. Hope the yeah. register's turned on. Where do you get your dad's credit card? <laughs> oh, man. You were supposed to grab that before he took off. It happens. <laughs> it happens. But so yeah, that's pretty cool. I definitely feel like it's the new take on. Um, so we used to say IPL would never sell. So if it had the L at the end, no one would buy it. And that was what, what was the IPL? Imperial law. Well, it was an it was, India Pale it, Yeah, it was a logger basically. Yeah. So basically, yeah. same so same principle. It would scare same people. Principle. But yeah. now that it's a cold IPA, people uh, don't look at it. They took the logger out of yes. it, so yes. it keeps the, the traditional IPA people. Well, think about it. Yingling did it. Yingling did their IPL, and, and it didn't it work. Never sold. Yeah. yeah, they stopped doing it. I so mean, what was it? What was the one we were talking about earlier? Kiwi. Oh, uh, Jack's Abbey. Jack's Abbey. Yeah. They, they're Kiwi. It's a double IPO. And I'm telling you, if you ever go out and you see it and it's fresh, buy it. It's delicious. I've had a couple of the Jack's Abbeys. I like both of them that I had, but it wasn't an IPL. But I think one was their, their copper one. That, what was that? That oh, was really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the Oktoberfest one. That, yeah, the that's copper, really yeah. good. 
Yeah, and they focus on uh, loggers and stuff. But as soon as you just strap IPA to it, it sells. It sells. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's a naming thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 100%. loggers are coming back, but you can't just put IPL on it or any of that. It just it doesn't do well. Right. Well, especially back then when they came out with IPLs. I yeah. think in that 90s kind of era or mindset, it was... If we put lager on it, people maybe people will buy it because they love, you know, like lagers, like, you know, Coors Light and whatever. So I think people thought that. But at the time, IPAs were so new right. that it just didn't take off at all. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you had mentioned that kind of stuff. Uh, naming is all, all about it. Um, I, I'm a lager guy, but the, PA, the brewers in PA is calling this hat, the hashtag year of the lager they're trying to promote that style again i mean poor man's those guys have strictly gone to you know good traditional styles well you had mentioned that doug the dunkel the, yeah. the, and that kind of stuff any of those any of they're, the black loggers the schwarz beers that have been coming out I like desperate times i love their their schwarz, de- their schwarz beer is amazing it I is mean, it's great a great beer i mean good caramel you know middle flavor good kind of smoky after flavor to it it's a good beer yeah I and if like you're not that. going out and trying the local ones that are doing those loggers and stuff, then you're kind of missing out. IPAs are great, and I love them, but I like to take that break. Yeah, yeah, and that's oh, where sure. I, I think doing this, we've featured several different styles. We've done a couple theme stuff, but the you can go from here to here, east coast to west coast, north to south, and you're going to get all kind of different flavors. And everybody's going to have an opinion of what their beer is, you know, like, oh, what. Yeah, here in our city now, trust me, you try this, it's the best one out there. You know, everybody's got that opinion, but sometimes their opinion isn't what your taste buds want. Right. And what's we've mentioned that before. It ain't don't rate it bad. Just don't either right. don't rate it and just say or say, Hey, this isn't for me. And that's I think that's why I love my job is because everyone has a different palate. Exactly. Everyone has different tastes. So you're always connecting with someone else about different flavors. Yeah, and, and that's what I love. And I've come in, I've I've gone home and I I've got a stock pot. <laughs> My fridge is full from being in here too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, some nights it's like you know what I don't want anything heavy. I don't want anything dark. I'm going to go for either a sour. I'm going to go for something like a a, a Kolsch or something that's a little lighter on the lighter side. And the next night it's like you know what maybe I want that Belgian triple. Maybe I want that quad or something like that. Especially Christmas time. Sometimes you know, I mean we talk about it all the time. Christmas this year. What are you, you going to take home for Christmas Day? What's your Christmas Day big bottle going to be? That, yeah. that big, that big triple sitting back here. <laughs> we, we banged, dude. On it that one was year, last but... year. We almost both took that home. I mean, yep. like that's. So I mean, you know that that's the joy of it. But yeah. and, and weather plays a big part on it too. What you want to drink, right? You know, but it, I don't know. It's it's just fun. I know one thing. I got to cut back. I got shit jiggling where it shouldn't be jiggling. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the cans out of all your pockets. Man. Stop carrying so many with you. So you, before we get out of here, you got couple bottles up on the counter that are eighty three dollars. Just tell me a little bit about why that is so unique. So it comes from Anchorage, um, Anchorage, Alaska. We haven't seen their beers in, what, maybe five, six years since I mean, we moved? Yeah, I think so. I and mean, last time we saw before it. before we moved. It was from a customer delivering it to yeah. us. So, I mean, um, that wasn't so, even something we sold. I mean, first off, they come from Anchorage, Alaska. How many breweries do you know from Alaska? Uh, none. Um, <laughs> Zero. And unfortunately, I think they came into our market again, again at the wrong, wrong time. Um, with the prices of like shipping and right. all of that cost, 
Um, but they take unique blended barreled beers, whether it's a barley wine or a bourbon, and they'll take various years and they'll mix it all together. So they're taking those barrels that they've aged for years or months, and then they'll just mesh them all together and make a one beer out of all of them. And that I think that's why the price is probably driven that high. Have you sold any yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, we, wow. We, we've actually sold out. Uh, it was, what, Windigo? Yeah, the Windigo. Yeah, we sold out wow. of that case. Um, but that was like, what, triple, a triple barley wine? Yeah. Like a black was, barley Can you give wine, us their name so we can kind of befriend them? <laughs> <laughs> this talk just brought a question to my mind, and we don't even have to get into the details if you don't want. How do you go about pricing something like that? Like, what's the ROI? Um, I mean, sometimes you'll do it off of rarity, um, sometimes competition. Um, but mainly, I mean, nowadays you kind of want to help the, the pricing with customers just cause you know, gas is high. Groceries are high. Everything's high. Everything's high. Um, so you kind of want to try not to price gouge people. Um, so we, I mean, in our industry, people think you make a lot on beer, but you really don't. Okay. Um, so the price margin for us isn't as high as you would think it is. Well, it's every I've heard this numerous times, dude. You work for yourself, you're, and you own your own business. You're rich. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, that's not the case. At <laughs> they all. have no, they have no, they only see with the, they only see the front end of it. They never see the backside. Right. I mean, look at how much beer we have in the store. That's you got a, lot a lot of stock overhead stock. So we're sitting right. on a lot of. But you, you know, have to move to make that profit margin, margin back right up. there. So. Right. I mean, you can't work off of a high price margin on most beers because it'll just sit. Right. I, I think I did ter- get uh, permission from my wife to buy that one back here in that bamboo wrap. What is it, the Colossus oh, or whatever? Yeah, the Colossus, Colossus yeah, from, Duclos. from Duclos. I think yeah. I think I got permission to buy that before. Yeah. Well, that one's only 35 <laughs> Well, I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I've spent that on a beer already. <laughs> we won't tell her if you buy we, one of the Anchorage but the, here's beers. The thing, here's the thing. Look up the Anchorage beers at some point okay. and, and go online and kind of do some pricing. Because Tavor used to do some stuff and, and price their stuff. And I've had guys tell me that, oh, 83, that's not bad. I, I, I saw it for 150 online before. So, I mean, that's the thing is, like, some guys, when they're going out for specific bottles of beer, they're going out for bottles that if it's been sitting in somebody's basement and they think it's worth the money, you're going to find it online worth money. And, and that's the thing. The, the dark underbelly of the, the, the aging side of things. Uh, people love to age beer. Yeah. You know, I learned about aging beer from Dogfish. Their website had a great area about how to age beers, especially specifically their beers, but other people's beers too. So, like, for the longest time, that captivated me in, in like, taking certain beers and letting it sit for a couple of years and then trying again, you know, trying it whenever, you know, you get the new beer in that year, trying them next to each other. So you can taste the difference and see what the subtle differences are. But it's, you know, we do it all the time here. We like to do that stuff. We're weird. It's, you know, but that, that, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's like that, that excites us, you know? And I I can see it. So, yeah, it's just fantastic. I mean, we talked about aging beers. I mean, the different styles, and not every beer is going to age well. Um, and every beer has its own flavor because of the hops or the malts or whatever. I mean, it's just it's just a tremendous amount of palates. But that's what brings it all back around to those beers. They're able to be aged for decades. Yeah. They're waxed. You know, they're ready to go. They're in dark bottles. You can put them away in your basement. Forget about it like a bottle of wine. And in 10, 15 years, 
you know, somebody's graduating high school and you decide you want to have a really good bottle. Now you've got a really nice bottle age down there that you can pop out. And the profile has changed so much yeah. over those years. Yeah. Kind of like Dave's 25-year-old scotch. That Absolutely. Well, like shit. I don't know. Not necessarily. The scotch is probably a lot better sometimes than some of the beers you might crack open after 25 years. But So I, t- yeah. tell us again where they can find you guys. How can they get a hold of you? Um, you know, to crack into your guys' knowledge of this industry. I mean, obviously the best one is Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm on there daily messaging um, customers all the time, whether it's for pricing, if we can get a beer or not, uh, whether or not you just call us, um, ask for myself, Doug, my brother, um, any of us. We're pretty knowledgeable on everything, um, whether it's a style or whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. You so. know. And not just craft beer. You said you got seltzers, you got wines, um, box, box tails. Is that what you call that? Or some kind of craft mixers. You got regular beer. Yeah, I mean. International you know, beer. We got it all. You got it all. <laughs> Spices and seasonings. Yeah, yeah. Cigars, cigars. Hey, we, we really. Slushies, yeah, they Freeze I, pops. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> crowlers. Ice. Summer. Yeah. Ice. Yeah, don't yeah, forget that ice. ice. What's the beer without <laughs> the ice? Yeah, so. We appreciate you guys taking the time to do this for us. Um, any last words, guys? Because we got a special beer here that yeah. Sebastian is going to be providing us. Well, a question for Sebastian. I was just wondering. You said, you know, like, you guys don't get rich on this. And I was just kind of curious why you had asked me to move my SUV two spaces down from your Bentley. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I pulled in, he was the first one out there. You I know? better own three more beer distributors before I can own a Bentley. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jack can help with that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I gotta, you know, work up to his, you know, pay grade first. But hey, we appreciate we, it. Uh, everything you guys have given us, given us the opportunity to come out here, sit down with us. I've been after you for a long time, and I finally got you settled in, and we could do a recording with you. Busy schedules again. Yep. Yeah, this has been but great. yes, we are here now. Yep. Glad so, to be here. So thanks we, for having us. We hope you had a great time. This is a ben, hell, of a, hell of a look into you know another side of the industry that we haven't really. That we haven't tapped yet. Yeah, we That's haven't true. tapped That's into true. the distribution a lot of people side don't, of things. Yeah, they, they look just at like, just that. Just like everybody else we've talked to, these dudes are passionate, you know, knowledgeable about everything that we've went over. So thank you for your time, gentlemen. This yep. has been awesome. Yep. So uh, Sounds like we got one more beer to get Yeah, into. before you get, we get out of here with a, our cheers beer, I'm going to let Sebastian tell us. Make sure you uh, reach out to us at all our social media platforms. Email us at centralpapoor at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you got a beer or a brewery you want us to try out, make sure you come out here and visit DJ's Beverage, not Westgate Beverage, but DJ's <laughs> Beverage. Give them a like, follow them, come out here, tap into their knowledge because they know it, they have it, they will guide you in the right, even if you have no clue what you wanted, what you're looking for, they will help you find it. So, guys, again, last, appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. We, are, we love being here because we are here a lot. <laughs> my fridge says that, my wallet says that, but uh, we're, we're very grateful, so... We have a Cheers beer here before we get out of here, so tell us what we have. You said it was something special. So a customer actually brought this to us. It is a 2012 Victory Old Horizontal. It is a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine that has been aged since 2012. So 10 years. Yep, and we are here to enjoy it tonight. So So if you want to find out more about this, follow us on Untappd. Check it out. Uh, Gentlemen, again, we appreciate it. We're going to raise a glass with the CPP and say cheers, and let's all be bonded by beer. Cheers. Cheers.